Assalamu alaikum. You're listening to the Daughters at Diaspora podcast with your co-host Fatima and Khadija. This is the show where we dismantle the misconceptions, judgments, struggles, and the rewards of being part of the diaspora. Here, we give unique insights on our diverse adventures while navigating life in the Western world as we hold on to our traditional, cultural, and religious beliefs. We touch on topics such as expectations versus realities of the African woman, mental health, friendships, career, marriage, family ties, and much more. This is Daughters of Diaspora, the DOD podcast. Hello, welcome back to another episode. Welcome back. Why are we speaking at the same time? I don't know. It could be a thing sometimes. It is. Oh my God. No, Khadija has to always bring little accents into... You know what? You know what? Every conversation. Anyways. You do that too, you know that? No, I do. No, no, no. Stop. Break it. Break out of it. <laughs> break it. Break it. <laughs> break. You know you did that too, though. I do it sometimes, yeah? Yeah. Maybe because, like, you, we, like, I watch, like, a lot of those... You know, I have a phase, yeah? Where Ooh. I just stay watching just people from UK. Oh, yeah, me too. And then after, but, like, my the past accent like, just comes... And I just stuck with it, especially when it's to like those influence. Yeah, it just gets stuck. Yeah, in. it does honestly. Um, guys, there's no day like today, literally. Like, I'm very, very worked. I'm in my work grind mode. Today. Yes, yeah, because we literally have been recording all day. Yes, we recorded one before with our first guest, and we're recording one right now. Yeah. Because it's very hard to get days where we're free. Like, completely free. Yeah, and we like to do pre-recordings, which is very, very... Yeah, because then it gives a little bit of a leeway. Um, You know, things life happen, easy. life happens. Uh, life's about to, to stay get serious. Track. Life's about to get very serious, guys. I mean, life should always be serious, but alhamdulillah, you know... Oh, you mean like the schedule's about to get tighter? Yes, schedule's about to get tighter. tighter. The great... More Ibarda. The... Oh, yeah, the the great guest is coming. <laughs> Ramadan is coming. Ramadan is coming. <laughs> Allahumma balighna Ramadan. I mean, I mean. Oh my goodness, Ramadan is literally my favorite time of the year. Like, I mean this with my whole heart and yeah. soul and my being. But you know what? I think Ramadan, as fast as it comes, I feel like it also leaves as quick as well. <laughs> like you be in the first week of Ramadan and you're like, okay, I'm trying to get. Okay, you know what? I'm getting used to this, right? And then, like, by the second week, you're like, okay. And then, but like, by the time goes, you're just like, you're at the end of Ramadan. And you're like, how is it almost eat already? Yep. Like, where did time go? Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And then you miss it again. And then it comes so quick again. Yeah. It's like not one month in a year, but subhanAllah. Like, you literally wait the whole year for that one month. Yeah. And it's so peaceful. Like, as I as I get older, I I understand why they say the sahaba used to prepare six months in advance before ramadan because there's never enough time like right now like i'm preparing for the most in the in compared to what the sahaba used to how they used to prepare i'm preparing for like the mundane stuff yeah like the cooking like the cleaning the the decor and all that stuff but subhanallah even like spiritually preparing ourselves like I, I don't know. I, I the other day I was just sitting down and I, I think I was watching like something on YouTube or like Netflix. I'm not even sure. And I was like thinking to myself, you know, like I wouldn't be watching this in Ramadan. And I was like, why don't I start preparing myself for that? Yeah. Now, 
even though it's literally like two weeks yeah. or like a few weeks before Ramadan. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so exciting. Yeah, Allahumma that, what you're I, saying right now that happened to me like um, a couple of days ago too. I was just like, um, I was like listening to a lot. You listen to a lot of story times, right? But some of the story times are just like, you know, it's kind of wasted some wasting my time. So I'm like, okay, let me click on this. You know, this um, Bilal Asad video here, <laughs> and he was talking about preparing for Ramadan. Yeah, and I felt so guilty. I'm like, oh my god. I have not prepared for this. I'm like, is my heart ready for Ramadan? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like you have to like make sure your heart is like cleansed and like, mm-hmm. you know, so you can mm-hmm. like, or else like if you just go into Ramadan like that, sometimes you feel like, oh, you're kind of behind. Like you, you can't get, you just can't yeah, stick you, to it. Like, yeah. like reading Quran every day, for example, it becomes hard. Mm-hmm. And like, well, obviously, Salah, Alhamdulillah, is easy for me. But even making dua, mm-hmm. practicing, like even right, like Qiyam. Yep. Yeah, like, I'm starting to practice like now and mm-hmm. like get back into it. Just so when Ramadan comes, I'm already ready. Yeah, you gotta get into, into it. Habit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. that's very true. Yeah, it's yeah. good to get Even into. Even your dikir is just like I'm. I'm kind of lacking, not gonna lie. But yeah. you know, I'm trying to start it again. So when Ramadan comes, my schedule is not too crazy. Yeah, that's the way to go about it. It's literally, I mean, we have 11 months out of the year to do all the other stuff. It's just one month of sacrifice. And like to actually feel that pinch of sacrifice, um, like you can, you it's so much of a reward to have Eid after. I noticed that like for Ramadan's where I felt like I actually sacrificed and like, you know, you know, like limited going after my desires mm-hmm. or like eliminated some desires yeah, that like, are not just food yeah. when eat hits it feels different it, yeah it <laughs> actually feels, like i actually have something to like spiritually celebrate for yeah not just like for the outfits and the vibe but like you know wow you feel you you feel the sadness like yeah. even during the last 10 days you're just like oh the yeah like, oh my God, there's just like two gone. three days left and you yeah. start feeling that Oh, the sweetness of Iman. Like, you start feeling... Yeah, you start feeling sad yeah. because Ramadan's yeah. going. But I remember when you were younger, you'd be so happy that Eid is coming. Like, remember when you were younger? Like, the only... Yeah, the only thing you're you're happy, like you're ready for is, is Eid. With your fits and everything, the Eid money and everything, you're just mm-hmm. ready for that. Yeah. But now, like, when you get older... It's more intentional. It's like, oh, Ramadan is leaving. And then, like, uh, Eid. Love that. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. May Allah allow us to reach this blessed month. I mean. And make it the best of the month. I mean. And make it a month where all of our sins are removed. And our fans And all of our ibadah is accepted. I mean, I mean. And make it a year where Allah literally protects us from the hellfire. Yeah, for real. Yeah. That's amazing. Okay, so speaking of videos and and watching things that are taking... (laughs) time for time. our lives <laughs> before we get into before we actually get into the month of ramadan yeah um risa tisa risa tisa okay <laughs> i'm not a, you know what i have a confession what i couldn't get past part four really like i did not finish that you know what um, i didn't even me like um the beginning parts were slow okay but because you know when you're at work and you're just like you like you're bored, right? And I have nothing to listen to. And I'm like, I'm gonna push through this because it's I see I see three hours on here and my ship I only have like two hours, three hours left. I'm like, I'm gonna push through. So yeah, I was listening to it and she was just explaining it very slowly. Very slowly. Very slowly. The whole time I was like, how do I put this on two times speed? Yeah, you could do it on TikTok though, but like I'm not sure about YouTube. I don't know. It's not that okay, I I know like most people have listened to this recent Tisa video or whatever. Yeah. 
I don't think she went through anything that no one else or not the regular person doesn't go through. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, it, I feel it's like, not that it's not that great. The story, I feel like it's it, kind of crazy. I mean, no, the beginning is very slow, but I think like um like because you already seen like what's happening on social media, and you already know that the guy was lying about everything, so you already knew like what the ending was gonna be like. Like when I was listening, I already knew. Everything that she was telling me was obviously a lie. The only thing that kind of shocked me was the phone calls that he used to have in the morning. I didn't even get to that part, but I did hear people yeah. saying that he had random phone calls. He would have like 45 minutes to one hour phone calls. <laughs> and then she'd be like, oh, who are you talking to? I'm talking to my brother. And then after she'd be like, oh, tell him I said hi. He said, oh, we still said hi. And they're like, oh, yeah, I said hi to him back. And then she'd be like, oh, you're going to the bar-. He even goes so deep that he's like, oh, you're going to the barbecue? No, nah, no, nah, we can't come today. We're, we're, we're busy we're busy so then that's uh, when it started to become more interesting like how can someone be this ill to but apparently he did have an illness oh he did yeah okay and then he used to like he even like oh that's the that that then that just kind of defeats the, like yeah it kind of defeats the whole thing because even today she came out with a video saying that the brother gave her more information mm-hmm. and um said that the parents tried to give him help get him help since he was younger oh that's so sad so yeah he he was he's ill so then that means like the lies and the and the stuff yeah he was saying is kind of warranted a little bit yeah it kind of because he has a mental illness yeah like like, i mean there's never not warranted okay there's no excuse for you to be saying all these lies like what 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 mental illness do you know what mental illness i forgot specifically Mm -hmm. but he had a something disorder and then he had two Mm -hmm. so like apparently his parents been trying to get him help even before their death oh okay they couldn't get him the help that's very sad so yeah, but honestly, um, I've been seeing videos of people watching that in the salon, yeah, in their workplace, yeah. waitresses, like because in the restaurant, yeah. like and everyone was like, watching this fifty part series. This lady's so smart, by the way. She's so like she made so much money from this. She's so smart. So like even if now we find out he's sick, she already made her cash. She made her dollars. She's rich. <laughs> she literally <laughs> took her pain and she took her trials and tribulations and exactly. she made something good out of it. Yeah. And now she's like the ex-wife and if she did it for the money or if she just wanted to share her story. I've seen so many other girls like in comments and stuff saying like something similar happened to me. But there's like there's videos of people saying like when you went through the same thing that Risa Tisa went through. But Mm -hmm. you just told your friends and they laughed at you or just gave you bad advice. And and she she wants to go make money money out of it. And I, I, I think it's the power of social media that really pushed her story because I don't like just listening to, I didn't even listen to the whole thing. Like I said, the whole 50 part, that's way too long for my time. Um, and I, and I noticed I don't have that much of an attention span for things like this anymore, but I think because like people saw other people, that's why I got on it because people saw other people watching it and they're like, this just must be so good. Like, or there's something about it or like, let me just hop on it because it's trendy. And that's what really pushed her. I don't think it was the story itself that made it successful. I think it was people like the push. Yeah. Social media gave it the power to follow what other people do, to Mm -hmm. be honest. But um, I think like if I were to write it like how to turn it, it'd be like maybe an eight. Okay, then it's still pretty or decent. Five. It's not. It's not. It's not totally the bad. The first four the parts big, I listened to. No, not even three. first four. Like, I'm it's like, just okay. like maybe like four. Like can not get a house? All the wishes talk about like oh she got a BMW and a house too. Yeah, even the whole house at the parts. end. Yeah, like, they gave it to that. See, like BMW gave her the car. I heard. You see, like because he keep promising her that and he never gave it to her. She gave all these brands the promotion they needed, but um, yeah, yeah. If y'all don't listen to it. Um, you have to Ramadan. 
You have until Ramadan. Don't be wasting your time on things like this during Ramadan. Because uh, if you have a shift, just put in your earphones and just listen to it. <laughs> I don't even know if it's worth the listen. I mean, but it could be. I didn't finish it completely. I stopped at like 45 or something because I already knew how the ending would probably be. Mm-hmm. But I think it's not that. It's not totally bad. Hmm. But I think now that you know he has a sickness, it just makes sense of why like someone would lie to this extent. Mm. Deceitful. Yeah. And now like his ex-wife and stuff trying to make money off of him as well. Not off of him, but like their experiences with him. Oh. I don't know how far that will go, but... A tragedy indeed. May yeah. Allah protect us from such tragedies. And he's brave because he's still posting and saying she, she cheated on him. Oh, what? <laughs> Lord. Okay. That is crazy, but yeah, how's it going? How's life? I mean, don't tell me how your day was. I know we spent the whole day oh, here yeah. recording and stuff. Life, life, alhamdulillah. Everything's going pretty well. I am just, I am just so flabbergasted and wow. excited by like the love we've been getting. I'm like, oh, oh my, my God, God we love yes. You. Thank you to everyone who has been supporting us. Literally, and like, okay, you guys, sharing. I'm and... going to confess. So when we first dropped, announced our podcast i told khadija i'm like if we get at least 50 followers before the day we drop an episode i'll be happy and i thought it like we surpassed like yeah 100 that day yeah i'm like alhamdulillah. yeah honestly alhamdulillah like even just looking at the stats of like our listeners and stuff mm-hmm. i'm like we're such a i mean who's first who's of all you know yeah, listening to us in all the literally in i'm Saudi. like wow uh, the first hundred, I was like, a hundred people. <laughs> like, one hundred people. I don't know one hundred people in my life. Probably us combined, we don't even know a hundred people together. hundred <laughs> people together. So, like, yeah, and just looking at the stats, like, and it's just so in crazy. In different countries, too. Alhamdulillah. It's like, like what? Alhamdulillah. Like, mashallah. Like, Alhamdulillah. we are so All grateful. Always. Um, yeah, because this literally just, I don't know, it went from... One sitting on a random Tuesday, hey, let's oh, yeah. start a podcast. Literally and then to the this, random Tuesday. And alhamdulillah, like the day we dropped, I was so excited. I was like, I, is this really what it feels like? Just to see like yeah. our like little logo on, on like, like Apple, Apple and Spotify, and, like, Spotify because Spotify. of how much we listen to podcasts ourselves. I was geeked out. Oh my God. Yeah. I was geeked out. Especially when it's on my playlist, because like um like I I'm a I'm a podcast listener. I always listen to people's podcasts. Yeah. But one time I finished listening to a podcast, but it's all work. And then ours came on, and I'm like, oh my god, this is me. Oh my goodness! And like the people who like send to us, yes, wow. bless the people who send to us and like, like actually so support us. Like yeah, like wow. You don't know how much that means to us. Literally, no. There's people who I don't even like. I can say it's not even people who like personally who are close. They to know us. me or not yeah. even close to me, but yeah. like. Just like I know them, like I'm acquainted with them. Yeah. And subhanallah. Subhanallah. It's been so nice. Like, I think we get more like DMs of um people's like reactions and thoughts of the podcast than like people, than people actually go on like Spotify and Apple and like comment, which is fine. I mean, we're, we just, we literally yeah. just started. We yeah, are yeah, like, yeah. our podcast is like not, nothing compared to like what's yeah. been out there yet. Um, in terms of it's like magnitude of outreach, but people have been like, oh my God so kind yeah and like you can tell it's genuine from the heart you know yeah especially when someone when actually takes the time long. yeah to I've like i've seen those long paragraphs and i'm like wow you actually feel this way about our podcast like this made you feel this way and made you think this way yeah i'm like wow i didn't think like our oh, top may of. allah grant you guys yeah. more like i mean for the good you wish upon us may yeah. allah grant you tenfold yes. of that because honestly like 
you can't fake that kind of love. So I'm yeah, you so can't. Weird. Over here, we only um, so, we so only beautiful. acknowledge the love. Yeah, I mean that's no. all we're getting too. Alhamdulillah. Yeah, alhamdulillah. Like, um, that's all we see. Yeah. So upset. Alhamdulillah. Obviously, it's like there's like self doubt and like all that, and you know, you kind of obviously not everyone's gonna be for whatever you're putting out yeah, there. Yeah, but that's, that's okay. That's yeah, that's normal. that's completely normal. We're completely fine with that. Yeah. Um, because you know, obviously, the love always, always the not the non love. I don't want to say hate. There's not really hate, but you know. Not everyone's going to love what you do, which is completely fine. That's okay. Um, it's not going to stop us from continuing what we're going to do. I mean, like... It shouldn't stop anyone. Yeah, yeah. like, no one... Like, not everyone's going to like what you do. Not everyone's going to like who you are. Not everyone's mm-hmm. going to like what you stand for. But yep. if you keep on going, keep on pushing, it's like... Just there's more love through. <laughs> yeah, literally. Hate, so your you opinion doesn't matter. just swimming. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. I just wanted to put that out there because, you know, yeah, it's we good to see like acknowledge. everything. We see the likes, the yeah. comments, the love, the messages. I'm literally there. Like, I'll reply, like, yeah. to anything because I'm so, like, geeked out. I don't, like, I'm not really, the social media aspect of it, I'm not really, I'm the more of, like, I do, like, the... Yeah, she does the, the editing and, and stuff. The analytics, and I look at all that stuff. But, you know, for the, for the ones who, like, message and stuff, I see that. Yeah. And that means so much. Thank you so yeah. much. May Allah bless all of you and gratitude and everything you do. I love that. Yes. I love that. Um, what was I saying to you? About what? Oh, I, I asked you how you were. Oh, I said, yeah, I'm good. Alhamdulillah. Okay. Life is going very well. Alhamdulillah. Okay. Good. How was your, how are, how are you? Life is life in. Ramadan prep is happening. She's actually doing Ramadan prep, like, for real, for real. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> you know, like, sometimes people like, oh, I'm pre- people are like, oh, Ramadan prep, but they actually don't mean it. But she's actually doing Ramadan yeah, prep for real. Yeah, I'm actually doing Ramadan prep. Like, okay. hunting for, like, yeah, decor I'm... and stuff. Yeah, that's not even <laughs> the importance of them. But that's, yeah, and, like, you know, doing the whole, like, fleshing out, like, doing your house and, like, cleaning and, like, cooking and prep. And, oh, my God, guys. In a perfect world, women will not be stuck in the kitchen during Ramadan. But that's a reality. But that is the reality of Ramadan. Like, I I love to be in the kitchen. I really do. I genuinely, like, that's my love language. I love to feed. I love to cook. Mm. But I also recognize that. And I know there's, like, this is sadaqah as well, you know? Like, there's, a, there's so much budget in this. But as women, a lot of the times in Ramadan, like, it doesn't stop you from feeling that sense like, oh, you know, I could be reading more Quran if I wasn't having to cook, start cooking from Asr to Maghrib or like I could be doing more of dhikr or, you know, I could be doing more like Nawafil Salah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, there's still always that little yeah. bit of guilt. But the know? beauty of it is um, I heard like um, even you like standing in the kitchen, maybe from Asr to Maghrib and you're preparing food for people to break their fast. That's still like Sadaqa, that's still like or like mm-hmm. you're still getting rewarded for that that's true. that is true yeah. yeah but it doesn't it still doesn't stop that feeling. yeah it doesn't stop that feeling yeah i know that feeling it is not <laughs> and then after probably even after tarabi like if you don't finish washing dishes you still have to go back and you have to wash the dishes like oh my yeah. god yeah where's the balance but i love the hustle and bustle don't you just love the hustle oh and bustle? my god especially when you finish breaking fast you have to be trying to wash some dishes just so when you come back you're you don't have to finish for time and then your father's screaming i'm leaving <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like you just grab me your by your hijab and you're just running out the door with your, with your little biscuit in your hand or your little sambusa in your hand eating it and you're running to the car oh my god 
<laughs> no, that's that's so cute. <laughs> I did not know how I feel about that. <laughs> no, but like you see how we're so like time crunched. Yeah, sometimes you, have like, like, you don't actually like... think about it. The way our life is in Ramadan so is actually the sole purpose of why Allah put us in this dunya. Imagine, no, you wake up like we're in a in Ramadan. You are like, if not the whole day for at least twenty hours of the day, or 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 other than sleep, you are in constant ibadah. Right, because you're fasting. Whether you know, like, whether you're even doing something other than fasting, that's a state of ibadah. And then you break your fast, and then you have to go to prayer, and then you come back, and then you have a little bit of time. You go to bed. You want to pray tahajjud, yeah. and then you want to do sukun, and then fajr again. Yeah. This is literally just like, like Allah on put us on this earth for worship. So imagine oh like God. how in Ramadan you're able to like ignore everything, everything else or like everything Allah. else is secondary and all these are like your main priorities. Mm-hmm. Even look at like um your work. A lot of people like a lot of the times we either not everyone has the luxury of doing that, but your work is around your salah time. Cuz I, I like I know a lot of people who would be like, "Okay, I'm okay with missing salah when I'm at work, but not during Ramadan." So like I gotta let my boss know, or I I can't work past like yeah. Asad because I have to like I have to break my fast. And oh my God, even non-Muslims like the Kufar, they they respect us in Ramadan. But imagine if yeah they do they like oh yeah, yeah a lot yeah, of bosses yeah. and stuff like yeah. I know you're in Ramadan. Yeah, like, I know you're in Ramadan, so like, you don't yeah. have to work too hard. Yeah, it's yeah. okay, sweetie. Or like oh no, do you have to pray? I know it's Ramadan. Yeah. Like, um. Imagine if we respected our deen, our deen the same and way. we were in constant yeah. ibadah throughout the year like that. Mm-hmm. Imagine like how like hesitant and a little bit intimidating it would be for the kuffar to like, yeah. you know, mistreat Mis- us yeah, mistreat or us. like kind of misfortune us mm-hmm. because of our religion and yeah. the obligatory, um, like the obligations that we have towards it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's. But I like, think that's why, that. like, I feel like the more you alone respect your deen and you, like, you show, like, the kufat that you take your religion seriously, mm-hmm. they take you serious. That's for true. example, in high school, um, what grade was it? Even grade nine. Like, I don't think grade nine. No, grade nine, we had COVID. So, basically, it didn't really count. Mm-hmm. And that's what I didn't really care too much about. Like, I cared about my salah, but I would just, like, pray when I come home. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And then we had COVID all the way through until grade 11. And then it's like, um, that's when I start taking my dean serious. And I'm like, okay, you know what? Like, Salat, I'm at school. By the time I go home, like, it's winter time. It's almost Asad. Then it's Maghrib. I'm like, no, 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 no. This cannot happen. So then I, I used to, like, go to, like, downstairs and I asked them, hey, like, do you guys have a prayer room? They're like, no, we don't have a prayer room. So then what I would do was I would just go with my little little bustle and, like, a little prayer mat. And I would just go to, like, they'll, they'll find a, they'll actually, like, they actually go and actually find a room for you. And I used to pray there. Mm-hmm. And then I realized, like, oh, after I go around, after, like, maybe, like, a couple, maybe, like, a month or two later, I asked other Muslim students, I'm like, do you guys pray when you're at school? They'd be like, no, like, we just pray when we're going home. I'm like, but isn't that tiring? Like, you have to cramp all your, your like, your salats all together. They're like, yeah, but we don't, it's okay. We don't have nowhere to pray. <laughs> then after, I'm like, you know what? No, 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 no. So then after the person that used to help me with the prayer room, I told them, because I, I went to the school that they used to go to, right? But in their time, they had prayer rooms and, like, a lot of Muslim students. But I don't know what happened during the other years and then mm-hmm. they just stopped but yeah. they but the one thing about them they still have the prayer mats in the prayer in the musallah no they didn't have it they had no prayer room at all in that school okay they got rid of it because like they don't have much, much muslim students why should they have a prayer room mm. yeah okay 
So then when we had a new principal, I'm like, okay, you know what? This year, we have to make sure we have a prayer room. So then that's mm-hmm. what we like made sure we had. We had a prayer room. We had Muslim students come there. We had Juma Salah. We had all of that. And I'm like, and even that, like even Ramadan, mm-hmm. you could see how the teachers, like even when you like when it's time to pray, teachers respect you. They're like, yeah. okay, it's, it's yeah. your time to pray. Go down and pray. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it's very important to respect your prayer time, even if you're at work. Like for example, I I still pray. I try. I still try to pray at work. I'm like I have to pray. So when yeah. I tell them, they're like, oh, use my office. Yeah. And pray there. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the more respect that you have for yourself and your dean, and mm. you show them that this is my religion. This is this is who I am. If you don't like that, then me and you, you know, yeah, it's like I'm still gonna do what I have to do because I'm here for this purpose, and you're not gonna get in the way of that. People still respect you way more than oh, if yeah. you don't respect yourself. For sure, yeah, for sure, yeah. So you it's very important. Yeah. For sure, like I noticed that this as well too. For yeah. people who are very, you know, it's very hard at the beginning, yeah. especially because like we live in like the land of the kuffar. You know, like this. These are this is not a Muslim country. They're supposedly secular states but come on we all know that's not true um but the way you hold on to your dean is the way people will respond to you in in practicing your dean right like if you take it as this is you know it's called dean because it's a part of our life it's not just like a religion or something that we practice on like a friday or like in ramadan you know i mean there's this whole discussion on ramadan muslims for instance right which I hate, like, I'm going on a little bit of a tangent with this, but, like, I understand both aspects of it. Yeah. I understand that we all struggling throughout the year, and Ramadan is the time when we're literally supposed to be our best. Yeah. Right? Like, literally. But also, um, you know, I, I don't like the people who, like, shame people who are trying their best also. Yeah. But at the same time, it's you know we should recognize within ourselves that if i can do this for an entire month mm-hmm. then it's very doable for the other 355 days like not like whatever 65 days of the year that's not this month you know what i mean um because that sacrifice it literally takes what what are the what are the scientists say it takes like what 21 days to build a habit really so, yeah. yeah oh wow i did not know that um I think it's 21, 22, some, somewhere around that, uh, that. If you can do it within that month, you can do it, like, extend it, you know? So, like, if not for the year, because, of course, it's the jihad and that's, like, we're always fighting, we're always battling with our nafs, right? Um, but just taking it a little bit further and being like, okay, I'm going to implement something. Maybe I can't, uh, if I do it for a month, let me try two. And then next year I'll try three. You know, there needs to be some type of a progress. But sometimes it's like we put all this effort in, in the month of Ramadan. Mm-hmm. And we almost anticipate for Eid to come. And mm-hmm. once Eid comes, it's like I'm going to draw all this right back because Ramadan is, is Yeah, it's is over. over. Yeah. I we, think that's the mindset we need yeah, to get yeah, rid of. Yeah. And that's why I think there's this whole thing of like, oh, yeah, the Ramadan Muslim. And like, come on, we are all of us become somewhat of Ramadan Muslims. Yeah, we all are on our best behaviors. Well, at least you should be. And if you're not, that's more of a concern than you being, because at least you have a little bit of fear, yeah. a little bit of iman. Yeah, Allah's still putting in that A little bit heart. of taqwa in your heart yeah. where you're like, whoa, this is Ramadan. I need to respect my deen, mm-hmm. respect Allah. And not listen to music. Mm-hmm. I need to know at least not to be using bad words mm-hmm. this month. I need to know I need to, to like not, have not sabr and not have, argue with mm-hmm. my people. 
yeah, not watch bad things. Uh-huh. But if you're like so far gone to the point where you're That's just like, good. yeah, okay, it's Ramadan, but I'm listening to music, yeah, so well, like. Then, then, then that's a concern. Yeah, that's even the concern. Yeah. yeah. So you know, it's um, I know I went on a tangent. Yeah. Completely what you were saying, but you know, holding on to your dean is so hard now, being from Especially the west. Especially in the west, yeah, it's, it's very so hard. hard. Oh my goodness. Especially but in our generation. The way, however you look at it, that's how people are gonna respond to you. Yeah. If yeah. you play around with your dean and you show them, oh yeah, I'm Muslim, but I still drink. Oh yeah, I'm Muslim, but I could smoke. Mm-hmm. Who said it's haram? Oh, yeah, I'm Muslim, but I'm going to still eat an edible. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like... That's how... That's when people will judge you according yeah, to that. They and won't take... One, like, even when you start practicing, mm-hmm. it's so hard because you were just like, okay, well, you're yeah. Muslim, but so what? Yeah, 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 yeah. I had some people tell me, oh, you're Muslim, but I have a Muslim friend and they do this. But I was like, okay. Everyone has their own journey. Everyone has their own journey. If Just because they do that doesn't mean, you know? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Everyone has their own journey, but um, we just make dua... Honestly, like even us, we're not perfect, so we're not even close to praying. Not perfect. even close. Not even close. Not even an inch. But like we try our best, mm-hmm. and we make dua, and we ask that Allah keeps us guided mm-hmm. and keeps everyone guided, and on their iman and on their deen and allows yeah. us to yeah grow. Um, to we grow. always talk about this, but like you know, being born like with the deen coming from parents who like had the deen and like you know they're muslim and they're practicing i feel like no matter what you have to find islam for yourself yes you do it's very important very Mm -hmm. very important Mm -hmm. and Um, everyone has that story where at one point like if you if you haven't reached it yet we ask allah that so you that that you reach but like we we even talked about this with on our, our, with our, in guests, our last in our, yeah, yeah our last episode. episode but like there's that there's always that point where there's a switch mm-hmm. and um I say this to my mom sometimes and she's just like yeah but you know it's matters of like the environment she thinks it's more like like you know the environment and like the, the way your parents the upbringing and it it is because like my yeah. love bless our parents they tried so hard to instill Islam within us but. There's a struggle that we face that our parents will never understand because they were born and raised in Muslim countries. So when they were coming here, they already came here with their established like founding yeah, values and morals. And because like back home, a lot of the times it's like Islam is integrated into the culture, which can be a good and a bad thing. Yeah. Um, They don't. Alhamdulillah, they don't, they don't, stri- like, they don't go too far from those boundaries. They don't know the struggles of, like, only having Islam present in your home. Especially within Canada, there's not much of an Islamic environment. Yeah, they're really... Like, halal food, growing up, that's a struggle to find. And still, still now, like, yeah, there's halal food, but it's not as in abundance as, like, places like the UK or, like, you know what I mean? It's still not that easy to find the most like halal it's still very expensive to eat halal yeah. you know so those struggles or even like modest clothing yeah, yeah modest clothing so yeah going to school with like the kufar mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. having like 90 percent of your the, friends yeah. not being muslim because you're the so only muslim in your class like they don't understand that struggle so that switch in when you decide yes i am muslim 
and no matter what I'm leaving him like you know I'm leaving I'm I'm living in this country and it's not a Muslim country but I'm choosing to practice yeah, I'm yeah, choosing yeah. this yes. for the sake of Allah yes. that switch when yeah. it hits yeah yeah oh subhanallah yeah you have to choose that feeling Islam. is amazing like yes you're born into it but like we said even in our last episode but because we're talking about Ramadan like we could say it again mm-hmm. but uh, you have to choose Islam Islam yes you can be born into it but it does not mean that um you have it I don't know how it's the word to say it's not into like it's not in you it's not really yeah it's not in your heart like I know some people they like for example they wear the hijab and I'm like oh what when did you start wearing the hijab since I was like in kindergarten yeah and I'm like why did you start wearing it I don't know because my mom told me to to. yeah Mm -hmm. and I'm like oh okay that's that's interesting I'm like do you know why you wear it now like no and like I'm like okay you know what I mean so I'm like I think maybe growing up, I think we see a lot, like, we just mimic what our parents do. We see our parents wear the hijab. We see our parents read the Quran. We see our parents pray. But it's just like, when is that time going to come where you actually sit down for yourself and you just realize, like, why am I doing all of this? You know what I mean? You need to figure out why you're doing all of this. And when that time comes and, like, in the reality hits you, is like, you know, like, you're not doing the deen for anyone. Like, for example, you're not wearing the hijab inside your house and near your parents for, like, them. And then when you go outside, you maybe take it off. Like, no. You need to make sure that you know why you're wearing the hijab. You know why you're praying five times a day. You know why you're reading the Quran. You know why you're worshiping Allah every single day. Because you may be like, oh, yeah, I'm worshiping Allah. But why are you worshiping Allah? You don't even know. You know what I mean? Or you're making dua and then you're like, oh, I pray to Allah, but... Like, he's not answering me or something. You know what I mean? But, like, I feel like you have to build that connection and you have to, like, you just have to understand. Yeah, they're, they're, when that time, I feel like it's a very unspoken, but it, it, it there is that time. Yeah, when it yeah comes. there is that time. Yeah. And my, oh my God, you probably will even go through, like, a little bit of anxiety. Because you be thinking the world's ending. Like, mm. for me, yours, I Yours came in a form of anxiety, yeah? My, my, yeah, my came was, like, during COVID. I said this last last episode, but, like, it came during COVID. And I, oh, my God, I had so much anxiety. Like, I'll think the world's ending. I'm like, my God, mommy, like, I don't know what's happening. I'm thinking I'm going to die. I was just like, oh, my God. And then after, I'd be like, okay, you know what? I had to get on my dean. I'm like, I don't understand. Like, right? And I'm like, okay, why am I praying? I don't know, you know, I go on my little journey. I'm understanding. I'm like, okay, I'm doing this because so they... you're learn. You're trying to learn. Yeah, uh, it's like okay. I heard people say it's don't... as if you didn't learn when you were six. Yeah, yeah. It's like so people tell me you have to pray. Okay, but why? Yeah. Because Allah told you. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. But then that's like even pork. For example, people like make like little. Oh, you can't eat pork because of this. You can't eat pork because you can't. You don't eat pork because Allah told you you cannot eat pork, and that's just that. And once you realize that you're in this dunya just to worship Allah alone. And like, and not for any other sake, it's just like everything just starts to make sense. For example, like there's also, there's like a phase maybe in my life before I started like practicing where it's like, I feel like everything was haram. Oh my God, music is haram. Wearing tight clothes is haram. I can't even do this. I can't even do that. Yeah. Right? And you feel like Islam is restricting it's, you. It's Instead restricting of you feel like Islam is like making my life simpler and yeah. easier. And if you feel oh like it's God. making it harder. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh my God, yeah. I can't do I, this. I get what oh you're my saying. God, I can't do this. But then after, when I next started learning on my own, and I'm like, okay, Allah, Allah will never do anything to harm you. Allah, it's like, it's like I see. I heard an an analogy, where it was like when you buy, um, for example, a table stand, 
Mm-hmm, right? It mm-hmm. comes with directions. Mm-hmm. Right? The owner that created mm-hmm. that um, table stand mm-hmm. gave it with instructions. And you followed those instructions to create the table that it is. And you today. blindly follow it because you and, know and that yeah. that owner. Yeah. And you blindly followed it because you knew the owner knew what he was doing. So, like, for us, it's like Allah created us. Allah knows what's good for us. Allah knows that we need to pray five times a day to him. He doesn't even need us to pray to him. It's just for our own good, you know, for our own sake. Because if we pray to him, right, we're just getting more more, more like uh, rewards from him. He doesn't need us to pray. He doesn't need our fasting. He doesn't need nothing from us. Because regardless if we pray or not, mm-hmm. Allah has angels there praying 24-7 for him, praying 24-7 to him. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need anything from us. But it's just like he knows what's good for us. He knows what we need. He knows that if you do this, it will do this for you. If you do this, it will do this for you. If you move far away from me, come run back to me and I'm coming back. To, like, I'll, I'll be like, just take a step towards me and I'm running to you. you yeah, know what I mean? subhanallah. So it like, reminds me yeah. of like the ayah um, yeah. uh, in, uh, in Surah Al-Mulk yeah. where Allah says, um, Like, it's like, it's... It's 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 a rhetorical question at this point. It's like he's the creator. Like can can the one who is creating like not know its creation? You know what I mean? Like like he knows you more than exactly. you know yourself. Like come on, if Allah created us, he knows us in and out because he is the creator. So he knows he's the creator of us and every outcome that is associated with us and our doings. And even when you go far, like. I think for I think everyone needs like realizes for themselves. Even when you go far from the deen, right? Like you have this like you lose the sense of nur, mm. and you realize yeah, yeah, it yourself. Yeah. You realize yeah. before anyone realizes it. But I think the scariest part is when other people start realizing as well. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it's like you lose you lose the nur, right? Mm-hmm. And like you feel like your heart, right? You just feel it be- before getting there. You obviously feel like your heart's getting darker. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You mm-hmm. ever feel that? Mm-hmm. Like, your heart's becoming darker, whatever. Mm-hmm. But then the moment you like have the remembrance of Allah and you snap back into it. And you start maybe doing your dhikr or your something or like just a simple tunnel, like tahajjud prayer. Mm-hmm. You're hurt. You feel like you could breathe again. It feels like mm-hmm. everything is coming back again. Like, mm-hmm. oh my God, Allah is, he's bringing me back to life. Yeah. Yeah. You feel a dead heart. You, you feel, feel it. Like your heart or even is like dead when non-Muslims into Quran, for example, why do they say it's so peaceful? Yeah. They don't know. Maybe they do know, but maybe they don't know. Right. But just a sense of their fitrah, your soul knows mm-hmm. what it means. So, yeah, I think, like, um, everyone just needs to take that time. And even if it's not now, maybe it's in the future, maybe not. You need to, like, really snap into it and see, like, okay, I'm in this world for a reason. Don't think, oh, you're in this world for no reason. Uh, like, why did God create me? I used to think like that, to be honest. Like, why am I here? Oh, my God, this place is so ghetto. Da, da, da. But it's just, like, if you realize, like, you're not here for any, he didn't promise you happiness in this dunya. He promised you happiness in Jannah, not here. You know what I mean? So you're just here to work and, and like indeed with hardship comes to you. That's why I have that written in my room. I'm like, this is the only thing that's going to keep me going in the Marlo Siddhiya because no way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, and it's not after hardship comes No, east. it's indeed within with hardship. Yeah. So like, even mm-hmm. if you're going through a really tough time right now, you may not notice, but in that little hardship that you're going through, there's some type of ease in there. Yeah. Even that little second of laughter that you do, that's mm-hmm. ease from Allah. He's gifting you that. Yeah, and you don't, you may not realize it because you're like, oh my God, my life sucks. Oh my God, this, this, that. Yeah. But you have to find that ease sometimes. If it gets yeah. hardship gets too hard, look for the ease. You know, as you're yeah. saying this, like, I'm just reminiscing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So, 
I'm not, I'm not even saying this because Khadija is actually my sister, but I, I very proudly say this because I, I, I take it in and then compare it to my own journey and finding Islam. And I feel like you found Islam very early and very, I don't want to say easily, yeah. but like, I felt like you really, you just chose, like, it was so easy for you to choose it. And that, that's just me looking from the outside. Um, because I'm like, okay, well, you had all these pressures. Yeah. But like, you didn't have, you chose it at a time where, subhanAllah, I don't know how to even put it into words, but it's like, you didn't really have to. You were still young, yeah. you know, um, you're in high school. And because we had a, because we had a different journey, and I'll get to why I think that in a bit. So, I'll, I'll, like, I, I'm going to get into my story on another episode of, you know, my my journey with, like, Islam. <laughs> I say this as if I'm not born and raised yeah, Muslim. Yeah. Um, but w- that, that would be my journey with the Quran specifically. But what I want to touch on right now is my journey with Islam. And, and, and just briefly, because I will deep that, like, deep in, like, dive into it in another episode, okay. is... Um, I don't know how to explain this. So not finding Islam, but like having my, you know, like my feet rooted into it. If I were, if I were to say, um, I was, I had a little bit of a struggle with it. Mm -hmm. So because like, I don't want to like go and go and like talk about my whole journey. Um, but because I think I was very young when I chose it. Really? Yeah. Very, very, very young. Yeah. Like my, cause, um, from what my, like my mom says is like when I first, I wore it like what? In grade one, I think. Oh wow. And did not take it out. Like when I wore the hijab, sorry, that's what I mean when I wore it. When I say when I wore it, when I wore the hijab in like grade one, I just never took it out. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah. But however, you know, they say, there's a saying, I know how to say it in Maninka. I don't know how to say it in English, but like, you know, if you don't, if you, if you're going to go into something and you don't go into it the right way. So I kind of went into my, like, I loved the deen from a young age. Alhamdulillah, Allah blessed me with that. I loved the religion. I loved like, but I didn't l- learn it the correct way. Um, of course, I knew the basics and like, that's what my parents are taught me. Alhamdulillah, bless them. But because like I didn't have that foundation where it's like I chose it it was more so like this is the right way because my parents taught me this is the right like that's the way it's the right way and I knew like okay certain things were pleasing to Allah but it was more so like doing this because it's the right thing to do because my parents told me more so for the sake and just for him and like understanding why I'm doing what I'm doing so I had a struggle with it because because I chose Islam at, at a young age to practice and like instill within me, I remember like, <laughs> I remember, I remember um, uh, my mom, um, I used to like, so she, one of her and her friend were talking once and they were discussing like the challenges of like raising their kids. I remember this, this conversation, I was so young, okay? And this parent said to my mom like, oh, um, you know, sometimes even when the kids want to like you know the, like their daycare lady it's even hard for them to pray in at daycare and i'm returning to this lady's daughter and i was just like if you're if your um d- uh daycare lady doesn't let you pray tell her i have to pray because this is my religion and da, da, da. but for me it's more like i just saw it like 
Muslims were the underdog type of thing. So I have to protect my people in a way, in a sense, okay? And it was like a, 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 a way of like retaliation for me. Yeah. Like I was a very like stubborn kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wanted to like retaliate to like the non-Muslims who didn't want to accept the Muslims and were giving the Muslims a hard time. And obviously like, you know, the time I was growing up, it was like a lot of Islamophobia was like coming up, you know, with like like the 9-11 and the crazy things that were going on in the dunya. So that was like my beginning journey with 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 like choosing the religion and then i went through a phase where i just i lost it I, this all this happened like let me tell you the, my this phase that i'm speaking of is like before i even hit like the age of 13 okay so so I, then i went with a journey where i was like yeah i'm not into it i like took a whole different route and i was like not even that i'm not into the like uh, uh the dean but like I would just focus on other things. I was just being a regular kid, if I could say. I still held on to my hijab. Salah was always still important to me because I was like, if, as long as you pray, you will not go to, like, you, Allah is not going to, like, punish you. You're not going to go to hellfire if you pray. So prayer was always my thing. I was always Alhamdulillah. praying. Prayer yeah. is something we always And my, my, my parents, like, that was a very big thing for them going on. Yeah. Um. So I went through that, but I was like very interested in other things. I was just holding on to the basics. As long as I do the basics, I'll I'll be okay. And then when I went, when I lived back home and I was going through my whole Quran journey and stuff, somewhere along the lines between me practicing the deen here, the way my parents taught me, and going back home and practicing it there where it was kind of like things that I didn't even understand were just like, forced on me because of I was in an, an, an institution that made that gave me the struggle when I came back to Canada and transitioning because when I came back I was now in high school so all those little you know teenage years that I missed out on and being like on what we would call a normal teenager in the west I never had that experience so coming back you kind of feel like bro I missed out on a little bit of fun. fun yeah and subhanallah you almost feel like at that stage well my experience and i don't know if like anyone who kind of had a similar journey can resonate with this you kind of feel like like i don't want i don't even know how to say but i wish i had a stage where i got to experience some of these things before i knew because now i know right you almost wish for for, for a time of jahiliyyah which is so horrible to say, subhanAllah. But because and this is my young brain speaking. This is not me speaking as an adult. You kind of wish, like, I wish I didn't know the importance of hijab, salah, siyam, and all those things. So I could have experienced life without it. But, and Allah would, you know, forgive me because now I have the opportunity to come to the deen. Once you know it's too late. Yeah, but once you know it's too late. So that's where my struggle came with it in high school, especially because of what I went back home and like my experience with that. And I was, I knew too much to like, to now retract and have a, you know, a, an I am a Jahiliya. So, so yeah, so I, but it's, it was still a, it was a, it was a, a, a jihad of the nest for me. Like I was just fighting with my nafs. Alhamdulillah, Allah never put me in a situation where I was actually like, you know, my intrusive thoughts were taking over and I was just doing all these things. No, but if I'm to be honest, it, there's still like thoughts that I had in me where it's just like, yeah, like, you know, like I can't do this now because of the expectation society had on me, not solely because of Allah, but because it's like, oh, even if I wanted to do this, society wouldn't it wouldn't be acceptable for me to doing it but then I had to come to a stage where it's like it was not until I started university 
so I'm saying all this. I don't want anyone thinking I did anything crazy. I, I didn't have I a time yeah. where I got loose and was doing crazy stuff. But when I started university, I think that's when Allah really tested me with my, like my whole journey came into full circle because now I was by myself. Oh, I, was I was in a in city th- where nobody knew me. I was in a city where my parents were not there. I was in a city where, yeah, like, I mean, I could pretty much do whatever I want. Like, I had a whole new identity. There was no societal expectations. There was no, uh, you know, there was no expectations from, like, my, my, my religion, from my culture, from the people that knew me, from nobody. Literally knew me. I could have been a new, complete person. But it's that's when, subhanAllah, instead of Allah, Allah protected me because I didn't go the other way. It's like instead of me going further from him, like he brought me closer to him and then provided me with people like Alhamdulillah who like helped me, like, you know, stay and remain close to Allah. So I'm so like grateful for that. But but that tussle of a journey and I'm, I know I'm being very, like, brief with this only because, like, we do have another episode coming out where I do, like, dive into, like, my journey and, and, and especially my Quran journey. And it's going to come out in Ramadan um, because that's, like, a story that I've never, ever shared. Oh. Like, even the closest people to me don't really know, like, my journey. And, and I'll explain why. So still today, like, some of my best friends do not know my whole journey. And there's, it was... At the time, there was it was a very like it was very very strategic of why I never told people my background because really? I didn't want that expectation and I wasn't there yet. I st- I was still young. I was still in my early teens. I didn't want people to have a certain expectations of me. Yeah, you know I had I had a friend that I went to high school with. She has a similar experience to you, but she never brought it up ever. And I'd be like, wait, I'm like, oh, like Ramadan came around. I'm like, how much Quran did you finish this mm-hmm. year? She said she read it three times. Yeah, I said, wait, you read the three times, <laughs> and you have school assignments and everything. Yeah, I'm like, what are you? You have it? Yeah. She said, she said, yeah, um, yeah, I'm yeah. Like, you have it? Yeah. She's like, yeah, I am. Mm. I'm like, when did you become off it? She said, I went like when I was younger, and like yeah. for like a couple years with my so back early, home yeah. Somalia for like a couple years, and I came back. Yeah. Like this is you. <laughs> but you see just like you see this already there's that like judgmental Not element i was so like, like inspired i was like you mm-hmm. like you're like you my age and you wow yeah. wow 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 yeah yeah yeah, yeah i was yeah. like mashallah i was keep hugging her i'm like you're like you're yeah wow. yeah so we don't even understand the name allah has given us now that you're yeah. older you look back at it and you're like oh man you know there's a there's like there's a caveat to it sometimes like at a young age it's such a responsibility you know, for Allah to like have like given you such an armor, like the whole Quran, it's such it's such a, a huge responsibility that, you know, you don't even appreciate it till you get older. But it's so hard because so many tests come with that. And we don't like we don't value it. Yeah, yeah we yeah. really don't value it. So that's crazy because I had similar experience where like one of my housemates, she said something crazy one time. <laughs> <laughs> I still I love her but she said something and she was like yeah this isn't Sarah Yusuf I was like what and she's very like she she loves to debate and she was so like steadfast that this wasn't a certain surah and I was sitting and as I was sitting and she said like something she said an ayah and I was just like you know it's like sometimes you don't even realize what you're doing and I was just reading a little bit I said girl no 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 and she's like no it is and she was like she wanted to say wallahi i said please do not say wallahi she's like how and she's like how do you know and i'm like it's just not there mm-hmm. it's not one of those things that you just throw out you know what i'm saying like very i i mean you want to be humble about it and 
you know, uh, to be honest, we don't do justice enough to yeah, like, the but... enough. So another day we had another conversation. And she was said something again. It was it was about the Quran, and then she referred to something, um, but she just didn't say it right, like the ayah right. And I was just like, oh yeah, by the way, it's just this. She said Fatima. <laughs> she's Fatima. <laughs> yeah, she's like, wait, like, did you study the Quran? And I'm like, I was like a little bit. <laughs> she's like, but last time you were reading off your head, like, did you just read that surah? And it's just like, it was so funny. Like, I, I mean, I, I love her, but. <laughs> Baltimore. <laughs> yeah, she's just like something's not right. Like I've been looking at you. Like you're always into these conversations. Why do you always know the answer? <laughs> but yeah, Subhanallah. Like um, you know, we're saying this not to say that like you gotta be there. If you're not there, make sure you're there. No, but may Allah like allow us each to reach there because if you if you've been there and if you've gone through that journey, you just know like that feeling of when you decide and you know not to take away from the struggles we face here it's so hard guys like imagine all your friends that you're chilling with at school are not like muslim or even people of faith it's yeah and it's very hard especially in high school like when you're transitioning into it like i was just like probably like when i was like grade 11 grade 12 Mm -hmm. so like grade 9 grade 10 i was like you know i was not um like what it was afterwards yeah. right mm-hmm. so even when i came back and like uh, a guy wants to shake my hand or something i said mm-hmm. no he's like what oh. you want to give me a hug i said no and then my friend was like oh you're one of those i'm like no like mm-hmm. in religion we're not supposed to hug she was watching this before i'm like oh yeah i went through a transition <laughs> yeah i was i became a butterfly <laughs> Curled I up said, no, 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 no. I'm like, no, I'm sorry. I don't give hugs no more. Yeah, yeah. I'm no longer doing that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you gotta, you have to be. What do you do in those situations it's where someone so wants awkward. to give you a hand and you don't? Even hand, they'd be like, oh, so you're like that now? No, I'm so sorry. I'm just not doing that anymore. But like, what do you do in formal settings? It's so awkward. I go, you know, I learned something though. Like for my teacher, mm-hmm. I had a teacher who used to shake everyone, every student's hand. Mm-hmm. And he did to me one time, but he knew I was Muslim. So he went like this. Mm. And I'm like, oh, this makes sense. Yeah. If someone comes to your hand, just go like this. Put your hand on your chest and like, yeah, it's that's it. Yeah. yeah, I do that too. Um, I used to actually say, I'm sorry, I can't shake your yeah, hand. Yeah, I, I said that too. And a friend of mine said, don't be apologetic about it because she, 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 the way she explained it, and I mean, I resonated with that as well. She's like, you're always being apologetic. You're saying like, I'm sorry if I could, I would, in a way, without saying it. And she's like. Just say, I prefer not to shake hands. She's like, you have a right. Like, especially as a woman. Like, that's, you know, she's like, come to them with, like, you know, you got to, like, play play with them the way they're used to with, with the terminologies and stuff. She's like, tell them I prefer not to shake hands. And, wow. That works. Yeah, it's so stern. And it's just like, no, I prefer not to shake hands. Yeah. Like, especially as a woman, it's like, I have a right to my body. Yeah. And if I say you cannot touch me, you, you cannot, cannot touch, touch me. me. You know, I heard someone else say, it was like, um, and it was a Dao man. It was some Dao person. He said, um, you know, the Queen of England. Mm-hmm. Well, now she did, but her, yeah? Mm-hmm. No one could touch her. Exactly. So, like, if Period. the Queen of England, no one could touch her, like, especially you as a Muslim woman, like, mm-hmm. why are you allowing any raggedy, dusty, pusty person, man, touch you for no Tom reason? Harry, yeah, facts. Like, where you, like, you I know? mean, even the ones who are not raggedy and Even if they're not raggedy, maybe they're seen. just the most civilized person maybe in the Maybe they're Dunia. your cousin. Maybe they're your cousin. Doesn't matter. But don't let them touch you. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, you're a queen. 
Islam honors us. Yeah, exactly. You see how Islam honors us? You see how you flip it? But if you were to think of another way, like for those people like before, like my friends before, they used to think I'm weird. Mm. You're weird. Why don't you give him a hug? Like you're so rude. Like why are you not thinking that? But Mm. I'm like... I'm like, no, no one's going to touch me. If no one's to touch me, like, what are you yeah. talking about? No, you have a right to say it. Yeah, it's my body. It's, you know don't what's touch me. double stand? Like, you know what I don't understand? Yeah, yeah. okay, we're hoo-ha, women's rights, everything, mm-hmm. you know, consent. Yeah. If I don't consent to shake your hand, it is now me being rude. Yeah, it's, I'm not being rude. Even I just in don't formal settings, one. guys, I always... Like, when it's awkward, I always talk about it first. So even for, like, a job interview or something, mm. I always say, oh... I prefer not to, sh- sorry, I prefer not to shake hands. And then I'll actually make sure, like I'll psychology and I'll be like, I hope this doesn't decrease my opportunities of getting the job. Because now you're thinking like, ooh, I remember I did that. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when I worked for MTA, I did it. That is so reverse psychology. Oh, yeah, for sure. And he's like, oh, no. The guy, like the guy that interviewed me, mm. he was like, oh, no, I completely understand. Like, you know, I have a lot of, you know, Muslim colleagues. Oh, okay. And it's like, <laughs> okay, now I broke the ice. Oh, because now you're not feeling awkward, but yeah. And now I'm very, uh, bec- you do if you do it after a, like a while, it just becomes normal. Now I'm very unapologetic about it. Yeah, and there's not, there's no sorry, way, nobody on the face of the like you cannot pressure me. I'm sorry, but I think in our community it's very hard to do that because not everyone understands that. You walk in, like I'm your uncle, I'm your cousin, I'm your brother, I'm your brother, but you're well, actually not my brother. Okay. Are you Listen, my brother? How oh. come it is more difficult? I think it's just circling back to like Muslims calling each other Ramadan Muslims. Oh. It is more, sometimes it's more difficult to practice your deen within your society. Yeah. For example, there's mahrams, the non-mahrams. Your brother-in-law is not your mahram. Okay? Your sister-in-law is not your mahram. Your cousin is not your mahram. So you're taking us through the mahram chart right now? I think some people actually don't know. Mm. Okay. Especially that thing in that community, you'd be like, "Oh, but that's your brother. You grew up with them." Yeah, it's still not your mahram unless it's my brother that we were blood. <laughs> so when we went back home, um, my <laughs> uncle, one of our uncles, tried to get, like came to visit our family Scary. home and he tried to give Khadija their hand. I, I wasn't running. even there, but I heard about it. <laughs> they were like, run. Um, my grandma was like, "Was it? I don't know if it was my grandma. Somebody told me though. They're like, oh my goodness! Like your uncle my came here and Khadija like, refused to give hand to him. Like she left him hanging. He was embarrassed. Yeah, you know what? I was like, so you know what? I'll say now. And they're like, oh, this, this is, this is, this is dad. Like one of my cousin's dad. And I was like, oh, okay, that's nice. Hi. <laughs> and then after, then after, my grandma's like, get up and give him a hug. Oh or, or no! Or give him your hand. <laughs> I, I, I looked at her and I was like. And my mom, no one was like, no one was around. Like my mom wasn't around, just my cousin and like my grandma and him. Mm, yeah, oh it God. must be our grandma. Yeah. And he's like, I'm your uncle. I said, okay, that's nice. That's oh nice. no, not I feel so awkward. I was like, I was like, okay. I, was, I, I like right here. I was sitting on the floor. They start saying, get up and oh, give them yeah. a hug. Get them, give and them then, hug. And then, the, you know, because my grandma, she's so misky. Like, uh, may Allah bless her and preserve yeah. her. And, you know, said, grab nah, her a long, long time that. in Kunya. But, like, she's 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 so misky. Like, yeah. she's never going to put you. But there's certain adults. Oh, my goodness. If you even try to do something like that, I think it's more on their ego and their pride. They'll be like, who do you think you are? Do you know Allah more than us? Yeah. Before you were in money, they'll be like, Jenny, like, like, um, Jenny Bawuru, like, like, we, we know Allah. Or like, yeah, like yeah, they tell yeah. you like, do you know Allah more than us? 
before you were born, we've been practicing this religion. So yeah. like, don't come and tell us what's yeah, right or wrong. They think you're an extremist when you're literally practicing the basics of your religion, which is why we say you have to choose it for yourself. Because if we're being realistic, mm -hmm. like there's so much culture integrated into religion yeah. that sometimes culture washes away the restrictions the yeah. that Islam puts upon us. Mm -hmm. Like where in Islam is your cousin, your brother? He's not your brother. He's your cousin. Exactly. He's I'm not sorry. your brother. Your uncle is not your father. He's your uncle. He's your uncle. So therefore, like... No, but your uncle... Not like uncle as in like your mom's brother or your dad's brother is your mahram. But no, uncle I mean like extended your, your aunt's husband. Yeah, okay. No, that one's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. So it's like... Yeah, of course, uncle on in, some sides. Yeah, in but... this case, my aunt's husband was not my mahram. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so awkward. <laughs> I was actually like wanting help from someone. <laughs> I was looking at my, I was looking at her. I was like, and then she's like, oh, yeah. And they make you feel bad for like practicing the basics. Yeah, and they kept telling me, get up, get up. Oh my god, I want to cry. I used to miss my mom. <laughs> uh, they make you feel bad. Um, but yeah, choose, choose, choose what's right for yourself and for the sake of Allah. And you know, strive to be better. Every always, Ramadan. always, like every Ramadan, make it a habit where you're like, okay, this Ramadan, I'm gonna do one thing, even if it's small, stick with it, even after Ramadan. So don't even start. You don't even have to start with something so extreme, obviously, because sometimes like it's very hard. If you say, okay, I'm gonna cut out music, period, for the rest for Ramadan and for the rest and towards, okay, you're gonna hear music. The fitna is big. Like I'm not saying don't do that, but you know where you're at. But I would say start with something like, but music is very hard. Music is even very me. Hard I to struggle with this though. Like I, I try to like I like I definitely delete. I don't have no music on my phone, obviously, because I got rid of all of it. Mm -hmm. But even like for example, like where you work and then you hear the music and then she's like, mm, mm, shaitan, yeah, and then like, you go on TikTok. Mm -hmm. And it's there. It's like it's wherever you go. But I think but the like jihad, you know, the fight yeah. the fight is the is where you find yeah, the Yeah. So like right now where I'm at is just like I don't intentionally go by myself and go on my phone and search up music and listen to it. Mm -hmm. That's where I'm at right now. But I'm trying to get to a point where like I don't listen to it at all. Like yeah. even on TikTok progress, or anything. Progress in any way, progressing in any way that you can. Yeah. Um, but you know, you know we all know right from wrong at the end of the day. And you know, no one's to say, like, what anyone's journey is going to look like. It's all different. Some of us run towards it. Some of us walk. Some of us crawl. Some of us, you know, we, we take stops along the way. Some of us go back and then, you know, go forward again. But, you know, it's the, 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 the purpose is to just keep striving every year and, you know, trying to make the best of it. And, like, actually, like, observing Ramadan for what it actually is, um, we do not fast to feel how the poor people feel. Guys, yeah. Um, that was cute in elementary school. We're trying to explain to the people, but no, um, it's we not don't for fast. that reason. To any non-Muslim listeners, Muslims do not fast in order to feel how the, not, the poor feel. This is not the purpose of our fasting. Of course, it within our fasting, it's something you should definitely reflect yeah, on. Yeah, you should. We give charity. Um even within Ramadan, you know, like your your deeds are doubled for that reason when you give charity. However, we fast in order to um we fast in order in order to obtain fearing in Allah. Yeah, fear Allah. Yeah, that's why we fast. So if you're it's it's the one sacrifice, the hardest sacrifice you can make is not to eat food. 
So basically, if you can do that, you can do any of the other sacrifices. Everything else comes secondary to that because that's something your body actually needs. This is a physiological need, something you actually need in order to survive. So Allah, if you're telling Allah, this is something I would sacrifice for you, I would not eat. Therefore, you can sacrifice, you know, the smoking, the clubbing, the partying, the girls, the boys, the listening to music, the fornication, the swearing, the, you know, being rude to your parents and being rude to your parents. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, You can sacrifice all of that. So I'm excited for Ramadan. Yeah, I'm very excited. Mm -hmm. I'm still trying to figure out how I'm going to my schedule and stuff. But balance everything out. Yeah. I'm still thinking about it and making my whole brain go. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. it's all in the mix you know yeah. but I love I love the coming together I love the masjid vibes oh my like god the masjid people vibes, yeah. that I haven't seen in so long it's a very like uh you know it I I'm it's I, refreshing I can't believe at one point I felt left out for not celebrating Christmas and not having a Christmas tree in my house yeah and now I look at Amr oh I'm like what can you actually this is one day versus a whole month come yeah, on yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Like, and you have two eats always so yeah Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. So, uh, how do you, like, what type of, what, what's one type of ibadah that you do to stay close to Allah always? Or to feel like you're still connected in some way, shape, or form? Mm. So, um, I'm actually going to give a very simple one. Yeah. And it helped me at a time where I was the busiest. It was my busiest Ramadan because I had work and I couldn't get off work. And I was, you know, like working at like uh, crazy hours. Dhikr. Dhikr at any time, anywhere and dua. So I used to be the type of person, if I'm making dua, I need to go make wudu, sit on a mat, you know, like be in the zone and then raise my hands and like ask my Lord. In Ramadan... In Ramadan, like, you need constant state of dua. So I made it a habit where, like, even if I don't have my counter, I have counter, a counter, but, like, even without that, because that just helps me, like, the counter yeah. just helps, like, just, yeah. like, pressing on it and just going, going, Oh, like, yeah, I cured it everywhere. But if I don't have that as well, every time I would remember, anytime I was not talking to someone mm-hmm. while I was working, yeah. do the dhikr or dua. And even dua throughout the day, subhanAllah, like, you feel so good because like by the time you hit the end of the day you're like wow i asked like i asked god for like 50 50 not like 100 things today you know you just feel so protected and covered and just like remembering him throughout the day because it's hard like you can't do no i feel salah when you're praying um when you're working um you're just fasting but like you want to engage. You can't read quran because you're doing other things but that dhikr oh my god yeah for me it's dhikr like that year I had the busiest Ramadan that year, but that was most one of my most productive years because I said dhikr. like it was the dhikr, the istighfar, like just staying, like moisting yeah. your tongue with the remembrance of Allah. And that your helped me tongue get becomes through. dry. Yeah, because I'm just works. like eight hours. For me that year, I was like eight hours of no worship other than uh, like fasting, which is the big, the, the greatest worship. But I was like, I need to be doing something. I need to be like reading Quran. I obviously cannot be reading Quran because I'm like, you know, engaging and talking to people and my boss and all these people. Yeah. Thick it was for me. 
yeah that's yeah it's the same for me for you yeah it's for you the kid yeah Yeah. you're really big on the kid even even me right now like i have like sometimes because obviously like the quran like that's something i do struggle like reading every single day right or even sometimes but the kid like once i feel far it doesn't matter where i am even the morning i wake up and i feel like my heart is dark oh my god i heard this thing where like even the trees or something when you make the kid they they whisper to you whatever and they're they're like gonna be um something for you and they're gonna testify for you right so yeah even when i'm walking to work what i'll say subhanallah alhamdulillah but i'll be making my du'as imagine I'll be every making time my you dhikir. say that you just said that and like you got trees built yeah from like i just Islam. stay saying it doesn't matter where i am or if i feel like oh i'm feeling a little bit of sadness in my heart i'm like oh what can i do right now i just made dhikr and it's so I, easy yeah. yeah and i like my counter thing because it melts me like balance everything out mm-hmm. but if i don't have that i just say whatever i can yeah just say it until you forget and yeah then, yeah that's good sometimes until your tongue even becomes dry mm-hmm. you just need water mm, <laughs> but you just keep going mashallah yeah until that you, is until you feel like a sense of relief mm-hmm. so thicket is very good if you don't do thicket maybe just try it. it's not hard yeah. and like also another thing like like another tip for Ramadan is like everyone has a different ibadah that comes easier to them so we're the we're saying thicket but it might be someone it could be a qiyam. Maybe someone who like doesn't it finds it very hard to go to bed on time, has a little bit of insomnia, or like is used to like staying up and like watching a movie. Even if it's two rakah, even if you're gonna read Qulwallah twice, yeah. okay, just like like getting up, making wudu in those two rakah before you go to bed. If you don't go to bed early and you're awake at the the qiyam at the time of the qiyam, like you know how much like blessing you're getting within that because like remember this is the time when like Allah literally comes to like you know. Of the heavens, yeah, and and literally, like dua is mustajab. It's like accepted, and also everyone else is sleeping. That connection you're having with your Lord, like take advantage of that. Another person, it could be charity. Yeah, right? maybe every every day give a dollar. A dollar even could be so much. Mm-hmm. I think it's so, but at the end, it's really a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Any any type of worship that comes easy to you, yeah, I'd say like stick Just with that find it and, and make sure you're doing it. that every day. It could be Quran. You could be like, I read one one surah a day or one page, one page, one okay. ayah. Nothing is ever small in the eyes of Allah, but just be, having that intention within your heart, you never know. Like you know what I mean? You never know that the act that's gonna take you to Jannah. So taking advantage and like really like, you know sticking with the things that come easy to you this month um just so we get the best out of it because honestly it comes once a year and you never know if you're gonna be alive for the next one. Oh, oh that's so true mm-hmm. it's very important that you need to think like just because you're entering the Ramadan don't think you're gonna even finish, finish it, it. Mm-hmm. don't don't ever think you're gonna finish it have obviously we pray that we finish it right Inshallah. but um we also pray that this Ramadan will be like the Ramadan that will get you into Jannah, you know, like what Fatima said before. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, you don't go into Ramadan preparing for Eid already. Go into Ramadan and take your time and really just, you know, appreciate the time that you're in and try to capture what's happening around you. Even if you're watching TV, for example, like you couldn't do a little dikid in your, in your, you could just say it, just mm-hmm. say it. Mm-hmm. And if you're at work, you feel awkward, wear a mask. And just <laughs> and just be People, whispering yeah. to yourself. Of course, you know what I mean. Inshallah. So yeah, that's just basically yeah. It. Inshallah, may Allah make it easy for us. Um, but yeah, we're gonna 
wrap it leave up. you on that note we're gonna wrap it up it's been a long day for us but we hope you guys enjoyed the episodes please continue to like comment continue to comment share. don't forget to rate us wherever whatever which on whichever the, platform you're on platform yeah you're listening to us whether it's spotify or apple podcast because that's mm-hmm. where we are right now yeah um leave us comments review. on there if you don't want to leave us comments in our inbox on yes. instagram send us emails our emails email. yeah. yes we want to start having conversations with you guys so send us emails like it could mm-hmm. be anonymous too as well yeah yeah send us emails if you can or share advice. whatever you want to share with us of course yeah. even if it's like an advice and you guys are like yeah i see you guys giving some advice at the yeah. end of your episodes this is my little advice about a certain thing you guys talked about yeah maybe we could even do it like if an episode comes out and then the next before the next episode yeah. if someone wants something to say whatever the case whatever may the be case like is, we're yeah, not we wanna, very, we want to have be like yeah very we want time interaction guys. because you know we want to provide content and talk about things that resonate with you guys and things that you enjoy and we're still trying to like kind of figure out our audience um so yeah let us know our emails in our instagram dod podcast but the two zero for the o yes always yeah dod um at Mm gmail.com and our instagram diaspora underscore tiktok as well tiktok as well yeah. Uh, follow us on all platforms. We love yes, you guys. Please. Thank you Thank so much you for so all the much support. For tuning in. And yeah. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum, guys. Goodbye.